thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Beer Nuts for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Beer Nuts five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Beer Nuts by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Beer Nuts on Twitter at Beer Nuts Podcast and on Instagram at Beer Nuts Podcast. Please like the Beer Nuts Podcast on Facebook to like and share Beer Nuts. If you'd like to donate to Beer Nuts, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Beer Nuts. If you're looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you are helping to support Beer Nuts. TheBroBasket.com Guys are tired of all those boring socks and ties. BroBasket is the answer to the age-old question, What do I get a guy? We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own BroBasket or choose from a variety of different BroBaskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke Gift Set, or the Junior Executive Gift Basket. Boozeless but still cool BroBaskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the TheBroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Alcohol gift baskets. What men really want. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Welcome to Beer Nuts, a weekly excursion into the world of craft beer. Brought to you by MichiganBeerGuide.com. And now, here are the Beer Nuts. Welcome to another edition of Beer Nuts. We're back. Took a couple weeks off in October. But, you know, we're back. We're on the road. It's another edition of Road Warriors. Uh, I do want to say, before we begin... Uh, we put out two episodes in October. However, our episode on Southwest Michigan was the most downloaded episode for our entire network in October. So thank you to everybody. Glad you're listening. If you're new, welcome. If you like it, share it. And kick ass. Just wanted to say thank you for that. Yeah, wow, thanks. And thank you, Nathan Peck, for uh, coming on the show. Brought us some, uh, a lot of, lot of listeners. You've got a big fan club, Nathan. Yeah, right on. That's great. And I do also want to mention, while we were uh, recording this, the seventh game of the World Series is happening. Uh, Cubs are leading 4-1. Uh, uh, but, you know, might be a little distracted here uh, for a little bit. I know Doug's watching. Doug, you're from Chicago. This has got to be great for you, even though you're from the South Side, right? In the traditional White the Sox South territory. Uh, it's now 5-1. Cubs have just scored. Uh, I, yeah. yeah. Originally from the South Side. Um, Born and raised a Sox fan, but uh, certainly not a Cubs hater. So go Cubs, man. Woo! <laughs> yeah, it's good for the city. They're still from Chicago. Oh, good for the city. Uh, and for many years, it was good for my business at the time. Um, so I got used to going to games there. Certainly the best place to see a game in Chicago, uh, a game of baseball. But 
not only Chicago, maybe the whole United States. I mean, there's not many ballparks like Grapevine. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I am Chris. Uh, with me from MichiganBeerGuy.com is JR. Yo, in the house. And of course, dugout. Already kind of de facto introduced. Uh, yeah. 6-1 Cubs. Yes, I couldn't wait. Impatience. That's my key. Yeah. You know, I, you know I'm, I'm from Detroit, and I'm just I'm on the side of history. I like to see historical things. You know, like this is definitely, you know, I, I perked up a couple days ago when I realized the Cubs, you know, were battling back from 3-1. But I just think this is cool to see. This was like when you saw the Sox win in 04, uh, Boston. You know, that was cool to see as well. I mean, that's just seeing, like, this is seeing some historic stuff, you know. So it's, you know, it, it's, it's good to see, you know. Go Cubs. And they're not our competitors. They're in the NL anyway. So <laughs> go Cubs. Right. And, and I think continue the way they are tonight, um, that, coast of the, that curse of the goat will be gone. Well, it's 5-1. Game's half over. It's middle of the fifth. It is literally halfway point. So we will see. But, uh, you know, if we're going to celebrate a Cubs World Series victory, perhaps, you know, we can celebrate with some beer. Uh, yeah, we have some I, beer. I beverage. What a... What, what, um, wait a minute. We got a beer closed. Yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're keeping in the, the theme, uh, with what's going on tonight. Uh, we got a couple of Harry Carey quotes. Uh, I got, uh, we got two quotes. I'm going to do one. JR's going to do one. Uh, start with booze, broads, and bullshit. If you got all that, what else do you need? Pretty apt. Amen. And I think for, for a lot nuts. of years, that's what the Cubs had. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, it's all they had. You know, I, uh, when you think the Chicago Cubs, you know, especially uh, growing up, I watched the Cubs on WGN, even though I'm a Philadelphia Phillies diehard fan. Uh, you couldn't help but uh, root for the, the, the lovable losers. And my quote from the, the great Harry Carey is simply, someday the Chicago Cubs are going to be in the World Series. I only wish he had lived to, to experience this, but I'm sure he's uh, watching from the uh, the great broadcast booth in the sky. So cheers yeah, to Harry Carey and yeah, uh, the Buck Cubs. Cheers to him. You know, there's a guy that um, just bled cubby blue and he was the announcer for the White Sox. So there's not a person in Chicago that doesn't uh, hold him near and dear to their hearts. And I and also believe that he is not wrong. I also believe that he's been known to have a few, a beer or two in the broadcast booth. <laughs> Oh, really? It's Give me another picture of Budweiser. King of beers. <laughs> so without further ado, who wants to lead it off? Because I'm thirsty. Why don't you start us out, dugout? Oh, I thought we were rolling with, with Christopher. You got something pretty special over there. Yeah, I can go first. Uh, well, I am on the road for work. Uh, oh, we got a countdown going. Three. This is three. Next we got two and then one. And then I'm off for like a month. It's going to be great. But while I'm on the road, uh, I'll tell you what. I'm up here in Seattle. And since I, you know, job transferred me out to uh, the Pacific Northwest, much easier to get beers for these shows when I'm on the road. East Coast, yeah, they're there, but you got to chase them down if you want something that's, you know, not that you can find it everywhere. You got to go, you got to, you know, you got to get involved with some apps and chase some stuff down. But out here, it isn't the grocery stores. I mean, it, it's a wide variety, whether it's in Portland or up in Seattle. Uh, they got uh, some laws up here that help keep things local. And 
good on them for that. Because even in the grocery store, the selection of craft beers, even in just the bombers, is insane. Hey, before I get into this, though, I want to invite everybody, as we always do, grab yourself a beer, crack it open, drink it with us. Maybe you're in Chicago, and perhaps you have something to celebrate. I'm not making any presumptions. You know, it's 5-3 at the moment, but... Uh, JR always says we're not pretentious. We're just trying to turn everybody on to some better beer. So, cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. So, I'm going to read from the bottle here. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, Elysian Space Dust IPA. Uh, it says the hopping is pure star glow energy with Chinook to bitter and late and dry additions of Citra and Amarillo. Okay. Um, Elysian is a, uh, so background on Elysian, uh, it operates four restaurants and breweries in the city of Seattle. It's known for its variety and innovation. Elysian has brewed hundreds of craft beers since it opened in 1996 and has won large group pub of the year three times at the GABF. Uh, so the color on this one, uh, we are somewhere in the neighborhood of golden to amber, I want to say. Uh, that's what I can see through the foam. I mean, I'm, I'm, truth be told, I'm in a paper cup, uh, so lacing's pretty much, it, lacing's pretty heavy due to the paper cup, uh, but, you know, poking through here, this is what I'm seeing, um, real, a lot, a lot of floral on the aroma, uh, this beer kind of reminds me of smelling a flower, quite honestly, let's go ahead and take a sip, uh, the mouthfeel, we're somewhere in the neighborhood between medium, and instead of light, I don't like to say light, I like to say crisp. You know, like a psyker, all right? We're somewhere between medium and there. And, I mean, we are, we are hops in front, but we're citrus in back, which is nice. But that's also pretty, from, from what I'm starting to understand, that's kind of characteristic of the West Coast style of IPA out here. But this is a delicious beer. Uh, and apparently, uh, the, the Evil Empire owns a legion. I just thought they were really good, and that's why they were everywhere out here. But, uh, yeah, you guys taught me this is this is an AB InBev beer now? Uh, how long ago did that happen? That's been about a year or two. It's, that's one of the earlier ones. I think it's been almost two years. Oh, but, wow. uh, you know, a lot of people in the craft, uh, craft beer snobs uh, are not keen on the fact that they were bought out, and there are legitimate concerns there as the... Uh, the larger companies buying up the smaller guys. However, if you look at it the other side of the coin, it's putting more good beer and more good people's uh, shelves. So, you know, there's a positive and a negative to everything. So you get the traditionalists that don't want the big beer companies buying up the little guys. But then you got the fact that the, the big guys have the distribution clout to get this beer in more people's hands. So uh, personally, as long as the quality of the beer is good, I don't have issues with it. Uh, anybody else want to comment on their thoughts? Well, it just it reminds me of what people do with bands. Like everybody loves a band till they get popular, and six three Cubs, and and uh, home run. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Little, little distracted tonight. I apologize yeah. to everybody. We're, but we're, it's, it's but it's the same thing goes on with goes on we're with recording bands during Game Seven of the World Series, and <laughs> so we'll be distracted yeah. kind of a time. You know, it, it seems the craft beer community and the music community are kind of similar as in the, the purists, you know, the, the people who are hardcore into it, the real passionate people, which is good, I suppose. But at the same time, 
they, they begrudge you any success. They think success means uh, you've sold out. And I guess when you're young and idealistic, you know, that's the way you think. But at the same time, like, if more people can enjoy this product, who cares? It's still good. You know, the local example we have is Founders. You know, I go get a Founders right now. I walk across the street to the Safeway and get a Founders. But still doesn't change the fact that the beer is good. Like, I just don't get why people do that. Like, this, this, is, this is awesome beer. I haven't had Elysian until I started coming out here. This isn't uh, my first Elysian beer that I've had. It still seems to be good quality beer. So, so what? It's a, if the big boys are letting them do their thing, what does it matter? Yep, well, that's what they always say, that they're going to not meddle and let the brewers do their thing. And if they true to their word, that's fine. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? I mean, hey, everybody is a um, company wants this model where 110% of everything you do gets consumed, right? Yeah. So, say your ex-brewery that's hot, that's what's going to happen. And unless you make adjustments as a company to either increase your volume and however it works, or you're just going to sit there and, like, okay, we can feed our kids off this, but why wouldn't we become big? Because we can, because their product is so good. There are lots of companies that like that sort of model for a company to operate completely solo. I mean, it doesn't happen all the time, but, um, you know, if it works and the, and the beer doesn't change and it doesn't suffer or it does come watered down, any of that stuff, what's the problem? Well, sounds good to me. I wish I had one. So now we're going to fly, what, 2,000 miles-ish? <laughs> this is a true road warriors here. We're all yeah. Are we coming to Fort Wayne now? Yes. All right. So, <laughs> yeah, dugouts in Fort Wayne tonight, and um, an unofficial Chicago suburb. Don't don't yeah, say that to them. Know, by going into but, the pubs, as uh, I went to get a bite to eat, I went to walked into this place and there was a, barely a seat anywhere and it was a huge huge place and everybody was wearing cubs jerseys and scarves and hats and jackets and it was cubs land in fort wayne indiana tonight but i um did pop into a little local liquor chain called captain cork in fort wayne and it's Great place. I mean, if you're in and around Indiana, it's really a good chain. They've always got good craft beers in there. Uh, I found what's local, local, which is Mad Anthony. And Mad Anthony is a brew pub. I believe they have several different locations, but uh, originally started here in Fort Wayne. The beer I'm drinking is called Hop Wang. And there is a... Oh, I was corrected on this earlier from what I thought it was, but it's a sea creature stepping on a hop. Um, and there's a whole bunch of beer bottles behind it, really green beer bottles. So I'm thinking this is pretty uh, going to be a pretty hop-forward beer. And uh, from the label, I'll read, Hop Wang is our version of a double IPA brewed with fresh hop cones. Uh, grown at Hophead Farms in Battle Creek, Michigan. So I'm in Fort Wayne, but Battle Creek is really, really close uh, to Fort Wayne. The hop cones were picked the day before the beer was brewed. So pour this out. It's got a really dark amber color. 
to it. Um, yeah, paper cup. So I'm not even going to describe lacing or any of that stuff because just I'm sitting in a hotel drinking stuff, and first sniff of this beer is just sort of. It's sort of like the day you mow the lawn, get that kind of fresh grass smell. It's not that fresh grass smell, it's citrusy hops. And as somebody that drinks a lot of beer, you know what I'm talking about. So give this stuff a taste. All right, I know we've discussed something that I always call beer up on the, on the uh, show before. And that's sort of the mouthfeel of kind of heavy mouthfeel, heavy hop. And it's sort of the equivalent to syrup, but it's beer up because... Holy crap, these hops are just, wow. <laughs> it's probably ten times hoppier than, than than anything I've drinking in a long time. So is it like a sticky resinous mouthfeel? Yeah, it's, um, I think we can go back. I mean, when I um, brewed a smash last year, last fall, with all that Cascade hops, and just, there were so much hops, and just sort of like handfuls being thrown in. That kind of stuff, that's the way this beer is. It's intense. Oh, man. I want some. So you you got any info on, on Man Anthony over there, JR? Uh, I was just reading up on on this particular beer. It's uh, 7.4%, 72 IBUs. It was a small batch release on uh, mid-October. So you got a freshie there. Um, as far as the brewery, uh, I don't really have much on it other than I like the uh, the logo at the bottom. It says craft beer should be a little mad. So it's kind of a cool little statement. But it sounds like a wonderful uh, beer, and uh, I wish I had some. Yeah, I wish y'all did. It's um, sort of blown me away. I got four more left. Um, so we had a little glitch, so I accidentally drank one before I reviewed <laughs> the time. But. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Second time's always good. So what do, we, what do you have over there, JR? All right. Well, I'm the only one that's not on the road. However, I was on the road last night in the great beer town of Grand Rapids. And uh, uh, always, uh, always a good time there. Uh, uh, visited a few new breweries, found some new things. But actually, the beer I have now is something I've been dying to drink and I kind of regret not saving it because the dugout, I really should have saved this to drink with you. It's a 22-ounce bomber, but of one of your uh, favorite Michigan beers, it's the bourbon barrel aged version of one of your favorite standbys, the Humaloopalicious. Oh, man, you're killing me here, JR. Come on. <laughs> well, I just well, call it Huma. But it is do bourbon, it. Shorts Brewing. It's the uh, bourbon barrel aged Humaloopalicious. India can do that with that? Bourbon barrels. What? A complex bourbon and hop theme park in your mouth. And that's allowed? So I didn't know that's what I you were drinking. I'm my glass now. I have, must admit I've had some before, but uh, it's got a, a nice, healthy, uh, white, foamy head. Real, real good to see that. I can tell you because I already drank half a glass, it's got really great lacing. So real good body here. The color is uh, a murky brown. I know that doesn't sound appealing, but uh, it really it's you, you can see through it. But it is a clear, murky brown, if that makes sense. It's not really amber. It's almost more like a, uh, you know, a light brown. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to, first of all, on the nose, it smells almost like a, uh, a bourbon and water. 
it just uh, all I can smell is bourbon. And when I taste it, I mean, the bourbon is just really, really strong. I mean, a lot of people use the term hot. I don't think it's hot. That's like a bourbon that burns. This is just like, it almost reminds you of like a, uh, a bourbon and water. I mean, uh, although that doesn't do justice to the great beer that's the backbone of this thing. Because at the very end of it, the bourbon fades away and then you get a, 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 punch, a punch in the mouth of a nice hot bitterness. So it, it kind of goes from being a bourbon bomb to a hop bomb, a little bit uh, transition in between. And it's, uh, oh man, it's it's tasty, but uh, if you don't like bourbon, it, it won't be for you. But fortunately, I, I love bourbon, and I love this beer. I like bourbon. So this was available at the, the brewery out in Bel Air, Michigan, uh, and they also had limited distribution. But I think it was pretty, pretty hard to find. I was fortunate to get a bottle of it, and... Uh, it's, uh, I'm going to read the uh, description on the Shorts website. Bourbon Huma is our best-selling America India pale ale aged in bourbon barrels for up to nine months. An initial malt sweetness is replaced with flavors of charred oak and sweet vanilla, followed by the standard Huma hot punch to the palate. This new combination creates the sensation of sipping on a sweet bourbon that finishes like a bitter hop theme park in your mouth. And I couldn't have written a more, written a more accurate description. I mean... Uh, exactly how I re- you know, reviewed it is uh, almost to a T what this says. Um, the flavors of the charred oak and the sweet vanilla, they're just, uh, that's comes along with the, uh, you know, the bourbon profile, in my opinion. You know, a lot of bourbons have those uh, features. But the bourbon really, really stands out in this. And uh, out of all the bourbon barrel-aged beers I've ever had, I can't think of one that tastes so much like bourbon. Uh, you know, and then as that fade, the bourbon fades away, the hops take over, and it's a, it's a really nice uh, beer experience. I'm going to have to find another one of these to share with you, Doug. So uh, that'll be a mission that I'll uh, put myself on in the next couple of weeks. It's 11.8%. I'll keep my eye open for it, too, and we can maybe get a couple bottles together. So it's 11.8% and 66 IBUs, and, man, it's a, it's a heavyweight, man. <laughs> So, uh, really nice, uh, cool uh, graphic on the label of two, two barrels squeezing a hop. <laughs> and I'm telling you, man, this is a bourbon lover's dream here. All right. So, well, I guess... Uh... So, uh, before, before we move on to the next beer, I did want to mention that Uncle Pete um, is uh, traveling himself in Chicago. He's actually in Chicago, so he's probably watching the Cubs game. But I believe... He, he, I spoke with him earlier tonight, and he, he said that uh, I think he had to go back to to work at the plant that he's working in out in Chicago, so maybe he's not watching the game. But he did want to say that he really misses uh, being uh, part of the episodes, and he actually sent me a review of a beer that he had with dinner at Three Floyds tonight before he had to return to work. So if you'd like, I can read that now, or I can save it for the end of the show, but I wanted to let you know that he's also a road warrior on the road, and... Uh, Though he he's not here to talk with us, he is uh, reviewed a beer for us in absentia and is still very much a part of our show. And uh, I'm sure he's going to be listening to this. So uh, we miss you too, buddy, and look forward to the next time we can all be together, which I believe will be in the very near future. So he's well, not fooling me. He's in Wrigleyville. He's 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 at the game. No, he's yeah, not in Wrigleyville. He's, a- he's at the game in Cleveland. But um, yeah. no, just, they are. Uh, 
now you got me intrigued, man. Please read it. Because we are big Three Floyd fans here. Say that fast three times. Alrighty then. Uh, okay, here we go. Here's Uncle Pete's review from uh, Three Floyds this evening in Munster, Indiana. Not too far from you, Dugout. But the beer that he is reviewing is called Big Drunk Baby from Three Floyds. is an extremely hoppy double IPA brewed in collaboration with McKellar Warpigs Brew Pub in Copenhagen, Denmark. This beer has an 8.7% ABV and 81 IBUs. It's $5 for an 8-ounce snifter. It's a small pour, but a big beer. Medium orange bronze color with a thin white head, medium carbonation with some lacing. Nose full of pine and citrus mixed with firm maltiness. Dances across the taste buds with a resiny stickiness. Bitter forward that transitions into a sweet nectar. Stands right up there with a dogfish head 90-minute. Even kind of reminds me of Hop Slam. Rich and flavorful, highly recommended. Three Floyds has a winner with this anniversary celebration ale, one of several they rolled out for the occasion. Cheers, Three Floyds and War Pigs. Thanks for sharing with us, and cheers to many more years and anniversaries to come. From somewhere on the road to craft beer flavor town, Uncle Pete. <laughs> That's the best road warrior statement ever. I think he's uh, trumped all of us with that review. That was a wonderful review. How Hunter S. Thompson of him. <laughs> so yeah, we're uh, very much looking forward to that. And uh, well, you know what? Let's let's bring it up. I mean, speaking of three Floyds, um, there is some big news in the in the beer world over the last week or so. Um, I mean, JR. I mean, we've done stuff with Surly on the show. We've done three Floyds. Uh, fill us in. What happened? Well, the head brewer for uh, the founding brewer of uh, Surly Brewing in Minnesota, the iconic Surly Brewing that uh, we've had on the show when we did our Minnesota Beers episode with Andy, uh, Surly's loss of founding brewer Todd Hogg just got more painful. He's heading to Chicago. Um, he's going to Three Floyds. So the brewer that put Surly on the map is leaving for Chicagoland's Three Floyds Brewing Company. A very uncom uncompromising brewery with the slogan, Not Normal, that was ranked this year as the fourth best brewery on the planet. Is this their bid to sneak up to number one? It could be. So there's a big article on this, and it, it was out. So it, this leaves a lot more questions than answers. Uh, this article that I'm reading says there's so many questions. Will Three Floyds now ascend to be the planet's best brewery? Does this signal worrying growing pains for Surly? Uh, all to be determined, I guess. Yeah, uh, I mean... It, does it um, kind of a, a shocker here? What they already have uh, brewers at Floyd's, richer getting richer. The um, thing about Three Floyd's is, and this is from a road warrior perspective, because I'm in a lot of, I stop at a lot of places to get some beer, and and particularly in Indiana, because I'm in Indiana night. Uncle Pete's in Indiana night. Uh, we're talking about Three Floyd's, but it's it's a um, they have a problem where the, where everything they brew gets sold, and <laughs> I'm not sure that their schedules of production really meet the way the demand kind of flows. So market seems to always be out of zombie dust, but they can walk into a store and there's stacks and stacks of a couple other beers they brought, beer brewed. But I think in the whole that some of their off. 22 ounces 
might be getting some age on them and, and aren't really as well desired as some beers that maybe Todd could bring to the fold. And I've always sort of thought that, you know, three Floyds and Surly sort of like peanut butter and jelly, you know, you, they were kind of dialed into each other in very, in a lot of similarities. Well, it's going to be exciting to see what happens because there's obviously a plan that these guys have that they're not sharing with us yet. And, uh, we'll just have to see how it transpires. It's a, it's going to be a fun ride. I agree. I agree. Can't wait for the first lab or that first Todd three Floyd's beer to come out, man. And I hope it's in a 22 ounce. I wonder if they'll call it Todd, the hatchet man. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I guess we're back to our second circuit here. So, Chris, that puts you on up up next. All right. Well, heading back to the top corner of the country, uh, back up to Seattle. If I hadn't mentioned already, I spent the week in Tacoma. Uh, tonight, though, I, I'm in Olympia tonight. Uh, if you don't know where Olympia is, if you get on a map, and that little divot there in Seattle, or in Washington, is Puget Sound. On the uh, little, little quick geography lesson, to the right, that is basically Seattle, uh, the kind of, uh, let's go with the southeast corner is Tacoma, and then the bottom of that, the bottom of the U, if you will, of Puget Sound is Olympia. That's where I'm at. Not to, not to interrupt you, or actually to interrupt you, <laughs> Olympia was always known for beer. <laughs> the horseshoe. The horseshoe. Well, it seems... So you're in a it seems town. almost like a Seattle suburb, really, because uh, when you're driving up I-5, Olympia's pretty much where, like, civilization begins again. Seattle's about an hour north of here. Uh, so, but so, all that being said, I don't have an Olympia beer. <laughs> I do have a Seattle beer uh, from, I believe, the Pike Brewing Company. Yes, there we go. Uh, Seattle's famous Space Needle Golden IPA India Pale Ale. Uh, 6.5 ABV, uh, 58 IBUs, uh, ingredients, water, malt, Yakima Valley hops, top fermenting yeast. Uh, let's see what I got here from the website. Uh, it says, an assertive, hoppy, and floral West Coast-style IPA. Uh, it says, celebrating a Seattle icon, hop style. It was 1962, and the world came to Seattle for the World's Fair and its futuristic symbol, the Space Needle. The beer served at the 62 World's Fair was nothing at all like this West Coast-style IPA, generously brewed with four varieties of Yakima Valley aroma and flavoring hops. We then dry hop it with whole cone Columbus, Summit, and Centennial hops, which are part of floral aroma that has capitulated this beer to one of Pike Brewing's customers' favorite IPAs. Says over a hundred beer enthusiasts gathered at the famous Space Needle in 2012 to taste beers from a dozen local breweries. Their goal: find the most evocative, or evocative? How would you say that? Of the Northwest beer culture and capable of commemorating the iconic building's 50th anniversary. We're honored that Pike's Space Needle Golden IPA took home the honors that day and has been turning heads and pleasing palates ever since. Uh, it does get into the malts. Says it's got Munich, uh, Carapolis. Carapils, uh, ESB, Marisader, and Malted Wheat, Cascade, Centennial, Columbus, and Summit Hops. It's available year-round on drafts. It's 12-ounce cans and uh, 22-ounce dinner bottles. Dinner hey, there bottles. you go. That's I don't think I've ever heard a bottle. bomber called a dinner, dinner bottle. 
Well, that's, I'm, I'm using that from here on out. No, I'm drinking dinner, a dinner bottle of bourbon. It's fancy. You, you can have it at Thanksgiving now. You can bring it for the holidays. No, I got a dinner bottle. So you can, Brilliant. You can dome that dinner bottle as long as you put your pinky out when you do it. <laughs> there you go. Well, you're pouring it into a paper cup in a hotel room. Yeah, I know, right? Life of the Road Warriors. Yeah. We're classing up the joint with dinner bottles. Hey, real quick before I do taste this, I drove through the Yakima Valley finally about a month ago. And it was, I can imagine about a month before I was there, it was probably a sight to see, but all I saw was a bunch of empty hop vines just lining the roadsides. <laughs> but it was crazy to, to think that that's where most of the hops, for, most of the world's beer comes from. Yeah, they make... Uh, I mean, it's... That's a lot of hops. Yeah, but on to the but now let's taste the fruit of these Yakima Valley hops. Um, the color, uh, we're we're closer to amber than we are golden. It's a little darker than my first offering, but the smell is it hits you in the nose a lot more than the the first offering. We're getting flowers, we're getting grapefruit. I'm thinking maybe even a little bit of apricot in there uh let's take a sip oh wow oh man oh boy wow i can tell you it's 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 real muted as far as the hops are there but but it's more uh the, at least it goes down more there's more of a citrus taste to it this is real this is real good wow cheers to the pipe brewery company. Good stuff, man. Well, I've got a surprise for you, Chris. I'm going oh. to uh, I'm going to jump in here ahead of dugout because it is really his turn. But uh, I I uh, picked out another beer uh, randomly out of my fridge, and I wasn't going to review it on the show until I saw that it's from Seattle. So for oh, your wow. benefit, I'm going to do a very brief review of it. This was not planned. This is a uh, Guerrilla marketing segment, I guess, here. <laughs> but it's Dude. called Fremont Interurban IPA. Fremont I Britain. almost picked that up. Seattle and Earth, because beer matters, it says on, on, the, on the can. So uh, I've just poured this, and it is a, a really nice, like, orange golden, kind of like you said, a little bit closer to amber than gold, but... Uh, very nice, solid color uh, with nice, uh, healthy head and some lacing going on. I'm getting a uh, really, really nice, fresh hops on the nose. You know, a nice burst of uh, hop aroma. I'm gonna guess there's probably uh, amarillo in this because I love amarillo and I can detect that. But we'll see. Oh man, I'm tasting it. It's really good. Uh, you need to go buy some of this, Chris. Oh, I was going to. Oh, yeah, really, really nice. Uh, it's definitely got Amarillo in it. Um, I'm actually just pulled up on their website and confirmed that. It says, Interurban India Pale Ale, named after Fremont's most famous outdoor sculpture, waiting for the interurban. Interurban India Pale Ale offers the adventurous beer lover a warm embrace of Northwest Pale Malt, swirled with a hand-selected blend of Chinook, Centennial, and Amarillo hops. Interurban India Pale Ale is bitter as an IPA should be, yet balanced with copious aroma and flavor hops. Two-row pale, Munich, and honey malts, 
with Chinook Centennial and Amarillo hops. 6.2% ABV, 80 IBUs. And it's a winner. So since you're out there, I'm glad that I uh, shared the intel with you because you can pick this up and it'll probably be even fresher. But it's a real gem. And I've heard great things about Fremont, but most of the stuff I've read about and heard about are their uh, bourbon barrel uh, aged, you know, uh, darker stuff, stouts and porters. I know that they make one called Fremont Abominable. That's a bourbon barrel aged beer that's uh, very highly regarded. So anyway, that's what I got here. And uh, because it was Seattle, I had to, had to jump in. This was my beer uh, that I had to... I got a spacer beer. Drink in between these sips of bourbon I have <laughs> with this bourbon. <laughs> there you go. Which is still uh, still hanging in there with that. So thanks for letting me jump in, Doug. Out. I'll let you have the floor now. All right. Um, I have one more beer. I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna try and make this quick. But um, this uh, particular beer is from Taxman Brewing Company, and they are located in Bargersville. Indiana, and um, you know it's, it's sort of funny. It, all right, Chris, you're on the West Coast, but all this stuff keeps coming back to Indiana. You know, Three Floyd stuff, the Tadwag from Surly, and here's another brewery that. And we've done an Indiana episode. We've done several Road Warriors where where I've been in Indiana, but we have never touched a Taxman Brewery. Uh, product. This one is called Cherry Reduction. And Jared, do you have something on the on the World Wide Web on this stuff? Um, I I couldn't find anything on the cherry deduction, but uh, I can uh, read the base beer for this. The uh, regular deduction is an Abbey Double. It's an eight percent, um, and it says take a deduction or Abel Abbey style double. This effervescent ale showcases sweet malty notes with hints of dark fruit, complemented by mild bitterness from classic European hops. Belgian candy sugar helps deliver a light, dry body to this dark, approachable double. So I would imagine that you got uh, some actual real fruit in there with the cherry. Yeah, I've got an ABV sitting in at uh, 8.02. That means they're being exact, right? Otherwise, you just put 8% if you were rounding down or up based on, you know, what you're taught to do. Uh, and here's a little bit about it. The Brewmaster series explores the potential of our house ales, our sweet and malty deduction double with its characteristic hints of dark fruit is enhanced by sweet and tart cherries. Declare yourself by enjoying this selectively crafted specialty series. Um, well, I'll start out by saying it, um, Pours into my paper cup, looking kind of dark, and smelling like cherries and Belgian kind of yeast. I, I guess I, uh, you know, put that as a smell. A lot of new, newer people can't smell it like that. And the first sip off of it is, um, it's almost like candy, and it's got a kind of a thick to a medium body. There's a cherry tartness off the top, and follows through through the rest of the beer. It's not coyingly sweet or it's it's really more tart of the cherry the beer is big and thick wow this you know it was a warm bomber when i bought it and it probably sat in a cooler or refrigerator for about an hour which is a perfect amount of chill on it so it's pretty much cellar temperature 
this stuff's a winner. Wow. Holy crap. Well, I'm, I'm reading about the brewery on their website, and it actually reminds me of uh, similar to like a brewery, Vivant, in Michigan, where they uh, specialize. It's uh, Belgian artisan ales, Belgian-style artisan ales. Um, and uh, it says, says Taxman Brewing Company is the culmination of a passion for beer, food, travel, and friendship alongside a desire to be actively involved in our local community. Our story begins in Belgium, a country the size of New Jersey that boasts several thousand different beers and hundreds of community-based breweries. It was in Belgium that three of our founders met and began extensively researching the wide variety of local beer options. In Belgium, we fell in love with the depth of flavor imparted by the unique strains of yeast used to ferment the beer. We named the brewery Taxman because tax consulting work took us to Belgium, and three of Taxman's founders are in fact tax professionals. Our skull and bow tie logo is inspired by Benjamin Franklin's quote, In this world, nothing can said, be said to be certain except death and taxes. We selected Agreed. the town of Bargersville because it reminded us of the small brewery towns we visited in Europe. Taxman produces a wide variety of Belgian-inspired beers, some of which are classic Belgian styles, while others have a decidedly American slant. Our gastropub typically features 24 taps, and seasonal farm-to-table cuisine. Sounds like a great place. I'd love to go there. Yeah, I, I can't wait to get there, but, you know, there were three different beers on the shelf from them, and I picked this one because it was the only non-bourbon barrel. There were two other bourbon barrels, and uh, after having this one, thinking, yeah, I really made the right choice on this bottle of beer um, because it's outstanding, and... Because this is not something you can just walk to the grocery store and get. I mean, this this stuff is in artisan's work and labor. And I mean, I don't feel bad for picking this one over the bourbon barrels. Probably in hindsight, should have bought both of them, all three of them, but I didn't. <laughs> well, trust me, I have enough bourbon for all of us here. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and, and you know what? That kind of bears in mind. I mean, how big how big does your cellar need to be? I mean, can you drink it this week, or are you just buying it to buy it? Nope, nope, uh, yep, it's time to drink the cellar. I'm trying to reel myself in, too, but it's, sometimes it's irresistible if I see something. But, yeah, there's uh, way too much cellarable dark stuff and, and barley wines and bourbon barrel stouts in my cellar, so uh, it's now time to start depleting the resources. So I'm really trying to reel myself in from buying, but there's some you just can't resist. Like my but, favorite here, Backwoods Bastard, which came out this week. Just to wrap up. Uh, that's tax why you're in Grand Rapids. Tax Band Brewery rocks. I can't wait to try some other stuff. From yeah, you know, uh, reading that description makes me want to go there. I, I love their logo, too. That kind of like a skull with a bow tie and a top hat. Almost looks like it could be a Abraham Lincoln skull. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey, you know, and I will throw in, too. A lot of people here farm to table. They start thinking hipster and yuppie, and they roll their eyes. One thing I've learned about farm to table in this part of the country, that food is delicious. Do not count that stuff out. Well, t- well, the- I couldn't agree with you more, Christopher. And I, I, I like to think of us as brewers, you know, home brewers, uh, is kind of having that mentality, you know, where you grow your hops. And, I mean, good God, if I could grow my grain and, and brew one single batch a year, I'd grow, like, a ton of it. 
just to do it. Just it's, enjoy it's, that aspect of, of, in, of, in farm to table, just the flavors right. of the food seem so much more prominent. They seem to, it, it just makes you realize how much processed food we on a daily basis if, when you eat farm to table food regularly. Just putting that out there. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, shouldn't we, should we all be doing it? I mean, is that what we used to do? <laughs> All I can tell you guys is on their website, I, I also looked at this little nugget. Sunday, they're open 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., and it says brunch ends at 3 p.m., dinner starts at 4 p.m. I mean, that could be, that must be one killer brunch that goes till 3. <laughs> ah, that sounds like a brunch worth traveling for. Farm to table brunch, you could get there at 1 in the afternoon and have it. <laughs> I want to oh, like, get there <laughs> 30 and then do the brunch and then stay till like the next round we killed this bacon at 4 a.m well they open at 10 you can get the brunch and stay all the way till dinner at four and uh get an uber home yeah yeah and in the meantime maybe they'll bring some stuff out of the cellar to make you happy uh no nice. doubt they would so are we about to, uh are we about done here did, did yeah did we do all the beers you did all the beers. I even did an extra one for you, your benefit, a Seattle beer. Uh, I just know I'm, I'm about through my bomber of a lesion. That's 8.2. Let's see, bottom of the seventh inning, one out. You know, it's, it's a good chance to end here. So, uh, you know, you guys can watch a game and finish. Yep. Well, I did. So, I also, uh, much lesser note, but uh, good for me. The Flyers beat the Red Wings in overtime, four to three. So, Ooh. yay for Philly! <laughs> I um, right. I was in Chicago a couple of weeks ago, and it was in the bathroom of this restaurant, and there was a picture of Chris Chelios, like in all Chicago glory, and I took a picture of it just just to be like, dude. He sold your soul to Satan. <laughs> yeah, but he got some Stanley Cups out of it. I know you did, but I was just like, dude, you sold your soul to Satan. He, but he got, he got his cups. That's how he had to do it, man. <laughs> Chelios did what he had to do. Yeah, to get, he did. <laughs> he had, he had um, you know, closed all his restaurants to reopen them in Detroit. So, good man, you know? Yeah. It's a good business move for him, too. But uh, with that being said, you know, we wanna, we're want to we going to kind of wrap this up here. I'm sure, Doug, you, you would like to see the Cubs win the World Series live. So we're just going to wrap it up real quick here by saying, Uncle Pete, we miss you. We'll be together soon. I know that sounded weird saying that out loud. But, yeah. uh, Uncle Pete, uh, you're well, with us in spirit. In a good way. Should we... <laughs> Should we share uh, what we have upcoming in the near future? Might have everybody all together in the same room. Might be a party involved. We'll throw that out there. So well, it's, all it's called I'm the tease say, all I'm in, the, say in the broadcast is, business. Despite the, the numbers of the episodes, it will actually truly be our 50th episode and two more episodes. So let's just say yeah. we have big plans for episode number 50, and we'll leave it at that. Yes, exactly. But thanks so to everybody who has listened, who downloaded, 47. everybody who has listened, who has downloaded, who helped make our Southwest Michigan beer episode the most you know, downloaded uh, episode on Christopher Media Network in October. 
and everyone Thank who's you. drinking now with us. Yeah. Hey, if you're in Chicago, uh, we'll say good luck. I don't say congratulations. Don't want to jinx you. But, uh, yeah, at Beer Nuts Podcast on Twitter, at Beer Nuts Podcast on Instagram. You can email uh, Beer Nuts Podcast at ChristopherMedia.net. Uh, with that being said, uh, we're going into the eighth inning. So, JR, let's go to Mexico. Okay, as they say in old Mexico City, AMF. AMF. If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening Christopher Media let's make some noise thank you for visiting christophermedia.net